Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am so excited tonight as we have the vocalist Waylon Revis coming on from the hard rock metal band A Killer's Confession. So we're going to take you on this awesome journey tonight with his uh, launch into the music industry. But before I bring him on, I just want to also comment on he's going to be one of the many musicians that I've truly had the honor and pleasure of interviewing. Um, some of the musicians I've had on my show have included hard rock band Tremonti, Trivium, Sick Puppies, and Lacey Sturm, to name a few. So please support, support all the artists. I created this show approximately, I can't believe it's five years ago, um, to truly bring artists on to support and promote them because I can see how difficult and challenging it can sometimes be in this industry, whether you're a, commu- a comedian, a musician, etc. So on my show, you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in their profession. As I mentioned, I'm going to take on a little bit of a different journey tonight in terms of when I do my interview. Um, I also throw out there that I do have my doctorate in psychology, but my show is purely meant for entertainment purposes. So again, it's not a show we're doing any formal therapy or anything like that. And um, I definitely have a great sense of humor. So my guests often enjoy joking around just about their history because we sometimes do talk about uh, psychological terms in more of an educational concept. So let's do a nice introduction for Waylon, and then we're going to bring him on the air. So from my research, he is the former vocalist for Mushroom Head, but he's also been featured on many other projects, including Tenify Viper. Um, he's had an, an exceptionally successful music career spanning over 20 years. And I think something that really stands out with this new band that we're going to be discussing tonight and introducing some of their music is just how exceptionally persistent, passionate, and dedicated he is. I mean, let alone his talent as a musician and a performer, when I looked at some of his um, his work, this band really shows that these guys know what they're doing. Uh, they formed in less than nine months. They were signed within a week of forming to David Elphinson's label, EMP, who's of Megadeth. And uh, these guys put together a phenomenal album in really less than a year. Uh, it was just out this past May. So check it out. Pick up a copy of it. It is titled Unbroken. We're going to feature the hit single tonight. And let's bring Waylon on. Also, special thanks to Ed Bunker from No Problem Marketing. I've done tons of interviews with him and his artists, and it's always a pleasure to work with him and support all of his artists. Hey, Waylon, how are you? How are you doing? Hello. Good, good. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me on the show today. Absolutely. Oh, I like your little accent. (laughs) <laughs> I surprise a lot of people when, when they actually hear me talk <laughs> Yeah, no, that's cool Well, I'm from uh, the East Coast And sometimes people tell me I have an accent So I might have one too for all I know <laughs> Well, that's the thing yeah, you, you have a little bit of a Northern uh, East, uh, East Northern accent I've got that broken wheelbarrow Southern accent going on so. Oh, no, it uh, sounds I, really I, cool I though pick it. <laughs> It's very sexy it's Very sexy cool. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's who I am, you know. It's uh, uh, when I when I left, uh, to, to, I, I live in Ohio now, and I lived here for right. thirteen years, and I've not 
lost the accent yet. And everybody's like, when are you going to lose the accent? I'm like, well, I'm not going to. I'm proud of who, I'm, who I am and where I'm from. So um, I'm not going to try to, you know, speak so other people are more comfortable of where I'm at. I'm like, no, that's right. not, not how it's going to work. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, I think it's true to who you are. And, I mean, from all the research I did on you, you definitely seem like you're a person who – you know, is, is grounded and kind of sticks to what he believes in. And I think that's what makes a great artist. Um, so let's start out from the beginning. And again, of course, this is with what you feel comfortable sharing. I do like to do a little bit of a different interview. I just don't want to ask you who your influences are and where you're touring. We're going to get to all that stuff. But I really want to get to know who you are as a person, because I think that's what my audience really likes to learn is things that they're not going to find elsewhere. So tell okay. us a little bit about, um, you grew up in North Carolina, correct? Yes, I grew up in North Carolina. Okay. Uh, share with in, us just, in the mountains of North Carolina. <laughs> okay, okay. And, you know, just as a kid, reflecting back, you know, when you were really little, like what were some of the things that you were interested in? You know, were you a kid that liked to play sports? Were you someone that was, you know, more artsy? You know, share some interesting things about <sighs> yourself as a kid, and then we'll start tying in how you got into music. My childhood was very strange. Uh, I grew up two families. Uh, parents separated when I was. I, I could. I, I never had a thought of my father and mother ever being together. I grew up thinking everybody had two sets of parents. You know, you had your okay. mom and your stepdad, and your, and your your dad and your stepmom. And uh, but my mother was a Jehovah's Witness, and my dad was a Southern Baptist. So my childhood was very sheltered and very, very, uh, you know, very strict. Um, really, you know, looking back, you wouldn't think that I would be where I'm at right now, you know, right. uh, with, with the belief system that, that was placed upon me, um, uh, especially with the Jehovah's Witnesses, everything's just bad. So, you know, especially getting into like metal music and this, you know, that was a big no-no. So, um, it, my, my childhood, you know, very sheltered. I, I, I don't even remember, my, I don't I didn't know what my birthday was till I was seven. So, uh, really? Like I didn't have and how, Yes, no clue. How come no clue. that? How come that? Just, why is that? Because the Jehovah's Witness, you don't celebrate any holiday at all. Oh, None. Okay. Okay. Uh, no Christmas, no Halloween, no birthdays, no New Year, nothing. Oh I mean, gosh. all that's just out the window. Um, my cousins told me one time that they, they, when we were like three or four, me and my brother, they brought a Christmas tree because my, my grandmother lived with my mother and us. And they brought a Christmas tree because my grandmother was a, you know, a Baptist as well. And my brother and I hid under the bed because it scared the shit out of us. Oh. <laughs> so we hid oh under the gosh. bed. So a uh, very, very sheltered life. Uh, um, you know, just, uh, you know, and then my mom ended up getting sick. She got, know, she, she got diagnosed with breast cancer, with breast cancer, and we ended up moving in with my father. And uh, but things changed from that because my dad was like, "Well, you know, it's like you boys, you, you need to be like everybody else. You know, you need to be, you need to have the same. You know, you need to know the same stuff. You need not be sheltered. You know, you need to know what the world really is. And you know, the holidays started coming in there. Um, and uh, she ended, we ended up getting uh, she ended up getting uh, kicked out of the church because she had a blood transfusion, which I just think is asinine wow. myself. So she lost all of her friends and all that. Ended up ultimately dying alone, and uh, really sad story on that. But I mean, 
My deepest sympathy to you and, and the loss of your mom. I read, I read about some of the stuff you briefly discussed. So again, you know, my deepest sympathy to you because I know that she did have an impact on you, which really played out, you know, in the single rebirth that we're going to um, feature tonight on the show. So I know that there were some things that she did instill in you, and, and you know, please tie those in too because I know there's a lot oh, of heartache, but I oh, think yeah, there's well, a lot of also, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, there, there was a lot of heartache. Mom, um, you know, I, I resented her for years. Uh, for I mean, for years, good 20 years I resented her because like, the older I got, the more I looked back on her. I'm like, how dumb can you be, you know, especially with the religion. Um, and you know, I'm sorry if anybody's listening there is something, but I just can't, you know, being that I've been there and done that, how can you make something mm-hmm. up 2,000 years later? That's my problem with that, <laughs> with that religion, because <laughs> it was formed in like 1850-something, and it's just like, really? You're just going to come up with a whole new story here, okay? <laughs> so, right. and, uh, and uh, you know, I resented her for a long time because of, it, it felt like she abandoned us, um, because she did leave, and um, she kind of pushed us away when she got sick, but, you know, the older I get, and I have children now, I can understand mm-hmm. she didn't want me seeing her that way. And um, right. it took me a long, long time to kind of come to terms with that. And uh, ended up, my father ended up getting sick the same uh, from cancer as well back in 2009. He died, passed away in 2010 from cancer. Oh I really, really didn't thought I had to go through that twice with both my parents. And, um, you know, after that, I really just like started really like sort of thinking. And, uh, after 2010, it's like really when my life really started changing. I, I, uh, I had rebelled and you know against you know everything that had been brought up and did the music mm-hmm. and like went kind of wild. Um, my 20s when I joined Mushroom Red, like it was really a gut. You know, I was I was living life to the extreme and it didn't really matter to me. Um, didn't right. really care uh, about anything. Uh, you know, I love the fans, but it's just like when it came to my own. My own self, I didn't really have that mm-hmm. caring. Uh, and um, but after Dad died, that, that's when things changed for me. If I kind of put it like a big, like, hold up, Waylon, you're having a hard enough time remembering 2007, 8, and 9. Uh, it's time to slow down a little right. bit. You know, you need, to, you need to get your head back on straight and uh, start living for the day and living for your kids. And uh, that's what I did. And uh, But, you know, things changed, and I kind of got to the point where, I had to leave Mushroom Head, and that happened, and I, I went my own path, right. and now here I, here I am. <laughs> right. Well, no, I mean, thank you for sh- – again, see, that was stuff that, again, hopefully your fans are listening because it's really interesting stuff about you. And like you said, it's such a dichotomy when you look at the style of music you got into, but, but it's also understandable because it was a way for you, I think, to express yourself. It was a catharsis for you to really kind of get out that stuff that you had repressed probably for so long like you said, from being in such a sheltered life. Um, What did you, you know, as a kid, just reflecting back when you unfortunately were sheltered, what did you do to keep yourself occupied? Like, and please bring in, like, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Uh, Well, I have one, I have one brother, a real, like, flesh brother, that's my brother Willie, and he's 11 months older than I am. But I also had a stepbrother and a stepsister, Richie and Amy, from my stepmother. And uh, they're they're both seven eight years older than I am, and that you know their family just like my brother is. I grew up and I, I always remember them. So I mean I love mm-hmm. them just as much as I do my brother. And it's nice. to me they're even though they we may not have the same parents, they're still blood to me. They're they they're mm-hmm. still my uh, my relatives. 
Um, you know, but when I was a kid, it was it was just uh, you know, really it was it, like I will think back on it. You know, I was I, I wasn't allowed to watch much. I wasn't allowed to okay. really when I when I was with my mother's to, to play with the neighborhood kids because they didn't have the same beliefs we did. I wasn't allowed to go do that. And when I did, I was, it was just it was I was in so much trouble. It was it was just regrettable. Mm. You know, so like I was you know I I didn't even think about leaving my house. So I mean, we so, it was mainly chores and and uh, a lot of work and uh, hard work of and stuff. Especially now, I look at that. It's like stuff I would not have my children doing at that that age. You know, it's like my mom um, really was way too strict. And uh, but you know, she was trying to uh, raise two children, and, and you know, her, her husband at the time he was not he not really a good dude either, and uh, he. Um, he, uh, you know, he was gone. He was a construction worker, and you got two boys okay. that are, you know, growing up in the house, and you got your grand, your mother there as well. And uh, it, you got, how do you how do you keep them in line? Well, you you put them to work, and uh, I, right. I think that kind of backfired on her. It's like you can't really do that to people because it just it builds up a um, it builds up that curiosity. Mm-hmm. You got to feed it a little bit to tame it. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to say, some people may not, may not believe that, but you do. Because if you completely shelter it, um, it can blow up in your face. You know, it's like right, it's either wild absolutely. or anything. You've got you you've got to be able to give and take. Yeah, give a little bit, but, and not all of it. But you you can't just take it all away. Um, so we spent a lot of time just like watching. Uh, you know, I remember we didn't have cable or anything. I had like two channels, and uh, it was either watching Doctor Who with my grandmother. Oh, okay. and PBS, which was like Sesame Street and Doc, Mr. Rogers, or like I turned it to like the local station and watch uh, and sneak in and try to watch like Transformers and He-Man. I'd get in trouble for that. Right, right. But uh, I was really Aww. lucky. I uh, I was allowed to watch wrestling though when I was a kid. I was okay. allowed to watch wrestling because there was no magic or anything like that. It was just you know uh, combat and uh, just like two guys get like you know wrestling. So I was allowed to watch that, and I fell in love with wrestling. When I was a kid, so that was kind of like what I did. Nice. And okay. uh, when when I got older, after she passed away, uh, but I started really getting into music. Uh, I guess uh, thirteen, fourteen years old. I mean, because I was just shocked, so I really not listening to anything. I wasn't really like into metal or into rap or into anything. You know, it's like see, my so mom had a you, couple albums. What would you say you were what? first like exposed to in terms Metallica. of musically? Okay. Metallica would be the with the first band that I was actually uh it was um Master Puppets and uh the Black Album. And those albums were, you know, it's like, man, this is awesome. You know, I really like it. I liked it and a friend a friend of mine, the neighbor kid and I started trying to play guitar. Well, guitar really never took off with me. I never really got good at it. And um okay. I could play but I'm I'm not a player, you know. I would you wouldn't want me to play for your band. Started doing that, and uh, you know, it's just like, and it grew from there. You know, it's like I really wanted to play music, but like we had no clue. I mean, I was so sheltered and uh, clueless of how the world really worked because you know everybody was evil that I was taught. You know, it's like this is just a bad, evil world. It's going to be condemned and damned to hell and all that. I just, you know. You know, didn't really understand things, and um, I think I was 15. Um, 
friend of mine had a band in his basement, and I went there and going watching them and just being like, are you kidding me? You can do this? You know, it's like you got to right, right. and all the, you're, you're writing your own stuff, and you're playing them. This is how you do it. And I kind of started to play uh, doing that. I, I mean, I was God awful because, you know, it's like I really didn't have that much of a, a, a influence, um, you know, an idea of how to do it. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was trying. Though. And you're talking or, or, about Wayland. You're you're talking about mainly just singing, writing vocals. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Oh yes. And it was the word I hope none of that ever surfaces. I swear, it'd be the most embarrassing <laughs> moment in my life if that well, stuff surfaces. Well, it does. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter now because look at who you are and what you've become. I mean, that would be. I actually, know. I, I, would be really interested. I would freak out. I would freak out. No. 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 You're not allowed. I would no, never let anybody hear that stuff. I mean, it's that embarrassing. Couldn't write a lyric to save me. Had no clue. Had, didn't have any real life experience except for, you know, my mother passing and death. So I had a lot of, like, you know, resentment and right. anger. Uh, but, I mean, it's just, you know, stupid kid writing uh, is the best way I could put it. And I would never want anybody to ever hear it. Um, right. But, uh it just, you know, ended up, like, finally going to my first concert. I snuck out, and I went to, to see Corn with Marilyn Manson and Danzig. And, mm-hmm. and I met I met Corn that night. And I, I, you, you, a lot of people know the story that that was the night. I, yeah, but still like, share. Like, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing story, especially when it comes to well, fruition and things come full circle. So, no, share it. Okay, well, in, uh, uh, it was uh, May 5th, 1995. We had corn and Marilyn Manson things. I was all into getting into Marilyn Manson and, and corn. And, uh, you know, I really didn't care too much about dancing at the time. Really. But like I said, I wasn't into the ministry or anything because I didn't really know who they were because I didn't have that, um, you know, real luxury of just like being, you know, people introducing me to music. You know, I, I, I was learning mm-hmm. in the wind. And uh, we went to the show. It was at the Ritz in Charlotte, North Carolina. And we got there. And, um, uh, I remember just just like totally get to the show and just being like, whoa, you know, that's tour bus, whoa, that's cool. <laughs> and sitting out in line and just like, my, you know, this is all new to me. Like, that, no, I had never been anything like this in my life. And it was a very, very, uh, um, it was just, it was eye awakening. It's like, wow, you know. And I remember when Corn uh, went on, it was just like, you know, I, I, we had the, the self titled album. I, got it we got it on some kind of sampler and seen blind uh, the video and just like mm-hmm. i like this this is different this is not like metallica this is not like anything i've ever heard you know manson's one thing manson's like that too it was like something new but corn really just had that uniqueness to them and definitely when they came out on stage they absolutely just kicked their shit out of my entire right. life uh just like that wow. moment at that i mean just watched them just going I want to do this. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Well, the show ended uh, with Corn. Corn off stage. Manson's not even going yet. John Davis, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what are the media up there? Nobody. But a minute later, Jonathan Davis walks up behind me, and he's just walking, and, I just, and I'm the only friend of mine that noticed that it was him, you know. And I wow. stopped and turned around and ended up meeting the entire band. Meet all, met all of them. First concert, you know, what experience, you know. First concert ever, and this band has just absolutely just 
changed my life. And, uh, you know, we That's can awesome. ask that, but just changed my and, and I met them. Right. Like the first, and, and, they, <laughs> and they left me with the greatest experience because they were so cool to me. They were such amazing guys. And, you know, this, and this is back in the wild heyday, too. And they right. just was, yeah. they, they welcomed us with open arms and cool and hanging out, making jokes. Uh, found out, you know, uh, talked to Brian Head for the first time. It's only really white. Head because he had a big nothing. He's like, I can't start a hat at fit. You know, I'm all dying. You know, he's, you know, he's like, he's, he's like, that's like, he really started looking at it. It's like, man, you do have a big head. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, so, um, sit there and did that. And I remember asking, I was like, man, if I ever make it, can I open up for you? And they're like, well, that day comes, have your people call our people. Well, that just took 18 years to get to and 18 years later. Right? Hey, but you know what? Med, but again, and open you up did it. And you know what's interesting, and that just to make an analogy, not and I and I'm trying to do this in a positive way. You know, it's interesting that you said in the beginning that you know your mom really put you to work. You know, unfortunately, you didn't have much of a childhood. You were working hard, and and look at what happened. You worked really hard as a musician, and you made your dream come true. So I think that's it's just an interesting kind of theme that played out, I think, in your life. It, it does, but at the same time, it kind of hurt me too because, like, now when it comes to like any type of right, like for right. me, working like musically is passion and it's a drive. Right. But with stuff right. like that, I'm like, I do not want to do it. No, 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 no. You go no, to the I know. No, you clean the windows. No, 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 no. You, no, I'm not doing it because I be. It kind of to me, it felt like slavery. Like the I way see what you mean. Because okay. I, like, like, I was it, trying to use more of an analogy of instilling ethic in you, but you know, oh, I mean, did, that, like, but I see that. what you're saying. But, I see what you're saying. But to me, at that time, like, I honestly, I, like, my mom would have a pair of white gloves, and she hated dust, hated oh. it, and she'd come home and she put that glove on. She if she had, if there was anything on that glove, yes, thank you. Okay. I mean, and I oh, like she get the history and wear it out. And uh, like it was, that was I didn't I didn't realize you know, the just, I didn't realize the extreme level that that was that you're right now that you're saying that that was at. I'm yeah, sorry. that was extreme. And then our husband was just a drunk, and uh, he like we were helping build uh, doing construction at six seven years old. Like we were, we were building an additional house. I'm gonna have to get up on the roof, terrified. Oh my gosh! Like on. I had no business being up there. And, right, uh, that's crazy. It's, 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 so it, it kind of asked me up a little bit when it comes to like doing like that kind of stuff. I, I work hard. Gotcha. I despise it. I absolutely despise right. it. And uh, that, it, and that's because of that. That's understandable. I mean, that's totally understandable in terms of how you described what you were actually doing. Um, and I think that that really makes sense in terms of now being able to say, right. I mean, you were a really little kid and to do that stuff is just right. That's just totally unacceptable. You don't do that to a small child. And, no. uh, you know, my wife is, uh, has psychology and she taught like, like she, she graduated for your Michigan and she dives into that too. And she, she, she grabs me sometimes and she, she uh, has to go to therapy and, and like try to get, deal back and deal back that so she's I have a lot of her emotions about that so and sometimes they sure. they come out in ugly forms. <laughs> <laughs> it's understandable too, unfortunately, when when you've been through that. So, 
let's get back to the good stuff. So 18 years later, right, we're going to get to that, how you eventually come full circle and get this opportunity to, uh, to play with corn. Um, so let's, let's start to get into, you know, what, did you go on after high school? Tell us a little bit about school and stuff. Was school something you liked? School, something really, you didn't school like? I don't really talk about that much. Um, school was no. just a real dark time for me. Um, okay. It was it was just really dark. I mean, I just don't want to go into it um, because I mean it's like I it's the first first of all I lost my mom at thirteen and right. that was bad enough. I, I had resentment too and a lot right. of um, anger reserved. This is a lot of like why and uh, I kind of just went on my own. I guess went on top of my high school and and uh, school okay. years because it was really just. I just, right. that's 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 better still for a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to do that here. Okay, so let's move on then and start to talk about, like you said, you have this experience with corn. You're dabbling in music with some of your friends. You're really trying to teach yourself. So you never had any formal training. Everything was self-taught. Yes, everything was self-taught. Well, I did take okay. band in 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 school, and I could okay. read music. Uh, but uh, oh, I remember wow. asking my band teacher when I did start to like get into this, how to write music, and he told me it was above me. Well, look who's laughing uh, now. You're still yeah, teaching. Yeah, exactly. Love that. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Oh, I have it's my like, own you're still experience. Teaching. I have an oh, experience. Oh, it, it, it was like one of the most insulting things ever. Oh, it, yeah. Insult. I was so I was He's, so insulted. I'm like, how do you mean this is above me? What do you have you ever started? <laughs> have you ever run into him, Waylon, to be like, uh, oh, no. look at what I've done? Oh, no. No. <laughs> no, I would never do that either. I wouldn't even acknowledge him. I would just I right. would walk. I would just keep walking. Um, I wouldn't right. even acknowledge it. Uh, there's, there's no sense in it. It's just like he knows who I am. He knows what he said, and then, and then Lord knows he knows what I've done. Uh, I'm not going to sit there and throw salt on it and be that. <laughs> Maybe just as bad as him, you know. Oh, no, 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 I'm not saying throw sauce on it, but if he ever just said to you, hey, what are you doing? And then you could be like, well, you know, this is what I'm doing. Not that you don't have to, like, it, it doesn't have to be a combative thing, but I know what you're saying, just to kind of be able to, he knows who you are, so that's good. That's yeah. Good. Okay. Exactly. So, but, you know, it's like, I, but I don't want to have much to do with anybody from my hometown, so, like, I really, when I right. left, I left. You really And left. I don't go back. And I really, right. I, I have, uh, you know, I, I love people that are there. They're still there, but they're just – it's such a small town. Um, it's just really – it's one of them places that just like I'm, I got my memories there, and I just, let's leave it at that. I got memories there. Don't really want okay. a future or, or anything else to do with sure. it because, like, two people come from my hometown. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Yes. And NASCAR and Lowe's. I mean, they get that strength. Yeah. Four things. But two, uh, Zach uh, went on. He was he was, a, he was in school with my brother and sister. Uh, went to high school with my brother and sister, and he he went on. And I I read uh, about him like they come home. He comes home and he gets to read the library to the children, and all adults show up. And he just it's like you do realize the characters he plays. <laughs> like, right. Really, you, right. You do realize, <laughs> and right. uh, you know my hometown doesn't even acknowledge my existence. So it's like okay, it's all good. That's okay. You've moved on, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. like, but it does. I don't need uh, like I don't need their um, acknowledgement, approval. Um, right, right. I don't. I don't. I, and I've never really looked for anybody's approval either. 
Um, that so that's one thing that I learned too because when I was coming up and playing music, like I said, I wasn't good. I got booed a lot, and it kind of instilled me. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you think. And uh, like with reviews, like like I'm like I th- I think this first hit song I've ever had. Um, I, I I really I don't know how to take it right now still because I'm not used to it. I'm not used to that. I'm used to being in the in the underground. I'm used to being in a in a more you know. It's just a, a cult kind of like thing, like a cult following. Never really had right. anything, uh, you know, appeal to the masses or anything like that. So, uh, like, I really, you know, I love everybody. I do. But I've never set out to appease you um, at right. all either. It's uh, it's not been for you. It's for me. And because uh, you, you, if you're writing for somebody else, you, you, you're, you've already lost the battle because you're never going to win that. Uh, you, you, you're never going to... Uh, you're never going to make everyone happy. Just make yourself happy. Then you got mm-hmm. something to work with. Because if you're happy with it, um, that's as good as you can get it, you know, in my opinion. Uh, if everybody else likes it, um, you just won. You know, that, that's some luck right there. And uh, I think I fell into a little bit right now. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, I think, yeah, I think your experiences. So, you know, just, just reflect a tiny bit back on, you know, you were with Three Quarters um, Dead. Three quarters and that's dead. where you met. Right, you met J.P. Cross. So when when did like how long did that band form after you had your experience meeting Horn and Brian had Welch and oh that was that was during the timeline. Oh, that was during that was all during yes. Uh, oh, Three cool. Quarters Dead okay. was always the same band. Went through many names, but it ended up being Three Quarters Dead, and it was J.P. Cross uh, and a couple other guys from my hometown, and. Um, we we kind of stuck together throughout our teenage years. We didn't do drugs. We didn't do anything. We we practiced. Um, that's mm-hmm. all we did. Uh, we they would get out of school, and we would go together, and uh, we practice six hours a day, and we take the weekends off. We take Friday and Saturday off. We didn't play shows. We didn't do anything, and we did this every week for for years and years and years. And then we started playing shows. And it wasn't a good experience, you know. It's like, and I started learning what I did. What I started picking up on what crowds liked, and what crowds crowds didn't like, and that helped. But I, but but my resentment to the crowds, um, you know, it turned into like the show because I'd always just be this asshole on stage. You know, I'd flip them off and tell them fuck you and and just just be a butthead, and they dug it. And that, they started digging that. This is like everybody started just like, I get your fucking fingers in, and I'd be flipping them off, and they would just be going crazy. And it was just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know, it's like you don't even realize that I'm, uh, I'm, this is like because when we started getting popular, I had already been to four. Like, oh my fuck, I ain't all. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry there. And like, and right when uh, you know we we were doing it for a good decade, and uh, really. I didn't, then, uh, I, didn't re- yeah. I didn't realize you guys were around that long. Yeah, we 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 formed back in '94, and wow. uh, re- okay. yeah, uh, we were and we I mean years and years of just practice and trial and error, and uh, you know finally started opening up for national action. I mean, this was a, this was years into it. We started opening up all these bigger bands, and really started catching on. And three quarters dead was really starting to catch on, and. Uh, Ended up getting on a tour with Mushroomhead, and that was our first tour. Uh, and uh, okay. it, was, it, it was a very learn, very much learning experience. But, but we were a very green band, so we'd been around for years. But when it came to the business end, we had no clue 
Uh, like right. none, because we hadn't done it. You know, nobody ever really paid us. Right. Nobody ever really done anything for us. Um, we just, you know, and started that and got to know guys in Mushroomhead. And, and I, I remember uh, I didn't ever step on the bus, not one time, the whole time I was on there, uh, on that tour, I didn't, I, because it was us, Avenged Sevenfold, and Mushroomhead. And we'd open oh, wow. up, then Avenged would go on, and then Mushroomhead would go on. And, it, and the, we did that, and we, we, we came back home and uh, kind of set it up like we're going to start writing our new album. But I had decided already, see, that I was going to, that this was going to be my last album. I was like, finally, I'm like, man, I've got kids, I'm done. I'm like, screw this, I'm out, I'm going to do this album, and then I'm retiring. You know, I'm just like, I'm hanging it up. I, I, I've been I've been there, I've been on tour finally, and kind of felt like I had I've done as much as I'm going to do. I didn't receive so wait, three quarters when... of going any further. Okay, so just I'm just, just going to follow correctly. You're still talking about when you're with three quarters dead before you join Mushroomhead. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I was ready to walk when I got the opportunity to join. I was ready to put everything down and be finished and kind of just go on and just accept. I was about to do a nine to five and raise children and get old and fat and do all that. <laughs> and uh, got that call one day that, you know, asked me if I wanted a job and if I wanted to uh, – uh, be a part of um, be a part of uh, the group, and uh, mm-hmm. sit down. And the rest of that's history. You know, you find everything right. I've ever done in Mushroomhead. I guess there, Tennessee right. Viper, Mushroomhead, all that. But like right. the lead up to that, I mean, there was there was ten years before that. Nobody knows about wow. really, and uh, and that was uh, that was fun, you know. But like like I just didn't. I wasn't one of those guys that that came up and got everything handed to me fast. No, you know, it's it's always took time, and mm-hmm. and even with uh, the killer's confession now, um, I feel like you know I, I learned all that stuff in Mushroom. Even th- even though that wasn't my band, I didn't form that band. I didn't, right. um, you know, I was asked to join, it and it was already established by time. It had already been around a decade by the time I joined it. Right. Um, right. It, it really, I never fit in. Um, it was always a struggle. And it was it was the same thing. It's like my whole career has been the same thing. It's always been a fight to prove something. It's always been a fight to to to, to be like I am good enough and I am this and I am that. And this is the first well, time. I'm telling you, way when my, I I didn't really quick. I wasn't as you know I'd heard of Mushroom Head, and you know I wasn't very familiar with their music. And you know I, I like Slipknot a little bit. You know I listen to some of that stuff, but not a ton. You know I'm into more of the kind of modern, modern hard rock type stuff. But I started checking you out over the weekend, and I was just, like, blown away by you. I mean, seriously, you in particular. When I was just watching you in some of these videos, I was just floored. And and not just from your musical talent and your singing, just your performance. I mean, you are an artist. And seriously, it, it really hit a core with me, and I was even more excited to bring you on tonight after I was just, you know, Thank not you. only reading about you, but watching you. It was It was really cool. Well, now you kind of understand it. It was like that. Really, I had to work that much harder to be noticed because, like, I'm taking this guy's place, and the first, God, the first three, four years was just, like, people just absolutely giving me shit. And it's like, I wonder if I'm ever going to just get to stand on my own. You know, am I ever not going to be judged of this or just be like, you're not good enough or it's just like this. I guess this is like the story of my whole life. <laughs> it's like, uh, right. Like, really. Right. And then now I got the killer's confession, and nobody's judging me off anything. And That's cool. uh, and really, and I love this because like we've have we've got a I've got a ton of reviews, and I've got like maybe three bad ones, 
Uh, and and, and uh, that's great. And I've gotten like my first perfect scores, and and uh, just like everything cool. like four point five, nine out nine out of ten, ten out of ten, eight out of ten. I mean, it was one or two or not bad. And one of them said it was just too long, and the other one said it sounded like mushroom head. And I'm like, did you even listen to the episode? No, 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 no. It's like, no, that it def- no, it definitely doesn't. <laughs> not at person, all. Like, if you had said it, could, you could take it to be the next mushroom head. I'm like, are you, are you high? It's no, like, just, absolutely like, really, I'm going to smoke whatever you're on because, like, man, I do not hear it. And, right. uh, but I mean, like I said, there's like three of them out of, out of like a hundred. And, uh, That's but awesome. getting great reviews everywhere, but for the first time ever, there's no judgment, and there's no putting me up against something else. It's, they're like, okay, this is his new project. Let's see what it is, and let's just right. open our minds and listen to it. And everybody's, uh, well, let's say 90, 97% of them are like, you know, there's 100, and that's three of them bad. 97% of them are like, wow, this is what yeah. we were missing all these years, and, I was, and I'm really pleased with that. And that one, uh, that one, this this all means a lot to me because uh, this, it, deep down I know this is my last term. This is my last hurrah. Um, I've got to make this work, and this is this is it because I'm I'm getting older, and it's like I right. don't want to reinvent myself. I don't want to sit there and keep coming up with new bands and stuff, and just trying to grab onto to the, to my my past or or to what I used to have. Mm-hmm. Because I really never felt like I've ever had it, you know. This is like this is that uh, I'm I'm at the peak of my career right now, and uh, I, I really never felt like I could really open myself up with mushroom head, but now I can. And it's like here it is, guys, man. I'm laying it out, and I'm already we're already seven songs deep into album two, and we're, see we're releasing an album a year for the next ten years. Yeah, but and, I read uh, that. That is just wow. That's amazing. <laughs> well, That's really, really, it's great. No, no, I know. Believe me, bands put out. I mean, right? It's not like 10, 15 years ago where you had to wait three to four years before an album came out. Absolutely. Um, yeah, well, I did, uh, in 12 great. years, I did three albums with Mushroom Head. That's, that's, that's just right. asinine. You should be putting it, it, it's like you should at least be putting an album out every two years. Right. Um, like, it's, it's, it's like you can't just do that, that long, long tour cycle. And right. uh, I'm just like, forget it. Let's just keep going. It's not like hip-hop. These guys are releasing songs. You, uh, constantly, they're not putting albums out. They're just releasing songs. Singles, and we're, right. We're dan- right. We're, yeah, and we're talking about doing that, too. Just like, we're just going to cool. release It's not going to be on anything, but iTunes is just going to be able to hear, hear on the radio. And uh, that's where we're going. We're kind of we're kind of like branching a new route. And, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about doing a couple other things. It's just like, it's going to be more of media. And just like, as much as I hate media, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to use it to my best, my advantage. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in everybody's face. For the next ten years, until I'm so old, I, I can't. Because I want to be out of this before I'm fifty. I'm thirty-eight now. Right. Thirty-nine in September. I want to be done right. at forty-eight. I want to be done and okay. be like, see ya. I'm out. You know, I don't want to be right. dealing with those guys that just dies uh, on uh, on tour, or you know, I want to go and call up on an island and just be like, you know, he passed away. Why he drank too much? You know, some of that. You know, it's like right. he was retired. He was like done with his fishing. It's just the fish are too big and eating or something. You know, something dumb. Uh, but I definitely don't want to be one of these guys that they're just chasing their heyday. You know, I don't want to be know. that. I know, and, and it, that um, is, it's yeah. I've interviewed a lot. I mean, so many different bands over the years, and yeah, unfortunately, you do see that with some of them. And and it's like, do they ever see that maybe, like you said, maybe sometimes the writing's on the wall, and it's just time to 
it's hard. It's hard when it's your passion and it's your livelihood. But it like is, you said, and you it's all you know how to do. Right. Well, that's, but that's a much I knew my time was done. I knew it was. Right. I knew it was done. Um, there, there, there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I knew my time was over there, and I had to, I had to leave. Um, I couldn't right. stand it. I couldn't stand. I couldn't stand waking up looking at them. I couldn't stand listening to it. I couldn't stand what I had done with them. I, I, I got oh. where I just could oh. not stand my existence, and, uh, right. and it took me to a very bad place. And uh, it was probably the darkest place I've been. And I know fans don't want to hear that, but when you loathe your life that much, bad things are going to happen, and they did. Bad things happened. And, uh, like, I I terrorized some people, and I'm glad I'm gone. But it it was good for me because, like, then after that, I took a year off completely from music. And I went and worked with children. I read that. Where did you – where did you work? It was a residential treatment center, correct? Yes, it was. And I'm not really allowed to talk about it because of HEPA. You okay. understand those okay. laws. These children under, yeah, under, under federal, federal, federal protection. I mean, these children are never because they, what, they came from. What led to you, but you don't even have to talk about the kids, but what led to you getting involved with it? A friend of mine came to, came to me and he goes, Waylon, I know I've been with the fans. This is what you need to do. He goes, we know you. I goes, I know you. You love people. And he goes, and you love kids, and you love, you love this. He mm-hmm. goes, maybe you can help right here. And he turned me on to the job, and I just took off to that like like a fish in water. Um, love those oh, kids, dude. I, I that's still amazing. do. I still I still hear from some of them too. Like I got a couple of them out, and they and they're out uh, out and about, and they've got their lives back together, and uh, they look at me like a father figure because they don't have that's that. That's awesome. And right. I, I approached it like a parent. That's the thing. I didn't approach it as a Psychologist or, or or a doctor right. or 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 nurses age. I posted it as these children have no adult role model. Role model. They don't. Right. They don't. They don't have that father figure. They don't have that unconditional love. They, that's what they need, and that's how I did. But at the same time, I needed to see how much worse life could be. I mm-hmm. needed to see the worst of the worst to help me. Take a grasp on my own life, my own childhood, and and actually help kids that were kind of in the same situation line, but a little bit worse, and help them. Inadvertently, it helps me. You know, it's like as much as I'm absolutely you heal, you're healing me at the same time, and mm-hmm. that's where unbroken really comes from. All that, you know, it's like I was empty when it came to my feelings and my my rage and I was just empty. I was so tapped out and I was just so done with life and, and I'm just done. I'm so I'm so done. I I I, could, I cared less about anything. When it when it all ended I did, I just did not care. And right. uh that what was it on what and what was it that if you can remember, what was it that some of the kids or someone said to you? Because it was kind of from those kids that right really inspired you to to go back to music because like you said you were kind of done you left you started working with these kids in the residential center and then there was something I read about where something happened where someone said something to you. it was one of the kids and that's yeah, what kind of drove you I started right. getting and, I, and I was teaching them how to write uh, a lot of them want to be because uh, these are inner city Cleveland kids a lot of uh, okay. black children and, and want to be musicians want to be rappers want to be and and I said, you got to understand, if you're going to write, you need to write something that's real, you know. you got to write mm-hmm. something that's, that's 
uh, you can relate to them. You got to be able to express yourself. So I start teaching writing to them to help them a like handle their emotions and handle their inner feelings without doing something that's negative. Right. Uh, going out and getting in a fight and hurting somebody else. Like let's 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 take let's take your feelings and let's do what I've done for years and turn on paper. You know, Absolutely. and that's step one. Step two is getting that on stage and plugging it in, plugging it in, and and physically getting it out with the with the with the show, but still not hurting anybody. That's how right. you do it. And I started doing that, and then, then the itch started coming back, and and the kids mm-hmm. so they ended up finding out who I was and blew their mind. They're like, oh my god, <laughs> Mr. Whalen, really? Oh, the guy that talks like that's a awesome. You know, like he's done that. I'm like. You don't judge a book by its cover, you know. It's like just because Mr. Right. Wayne looks like a, a hillbilly and talks, talks, <laughs> mean, you know. Mr. Wayne don't have talent under here. They always talk, just try to right. do this thing for them, and I would, I would never do it. I would never Aww. see them. They, they would, they would try. They put, they put, they put mushroom head on background. They would get on their little iPad, a little, little, little computer. They play it. They come right. out. Like, well, you think Mr. Wayne you going to do this part? You can do that. You know, and I keep doing my paperwork <laughs> and laugh about it. I was like, no, I'm never. And they're like, well, why don't you sing Mr. Wayne? I said, Mr. Wayne gets paid to sing. <laughs> and I would just go back to, right. to work if I was I didn't, I didn't want to sing that music. And finally, one day, um, we were having a group, and because uh, I worked with the girls, and uh, we were having a group, and oh, we were okay. talking about it, uh, talking about, you know, uh, fulfilling dreams and, and fulfilling, you know, following your ambitions, and, and uh, girls are like, well, Waylon, Mr. Waylon, you, you loved music so much, and it's obvious, because they, they, I mean, these girls will do their homework. They will totally, like, they don't know everything about you. Once they right. get that in their head, they'll, they'll go to school, and, they're, and they'll, they'll, they'll be sneaking on the Internet. They're not supposed to, but they do anyway. You know, they're kids. That's what kids do. Sure, sure. And, they, and they, they're just like you. They looked up everything. And found everything, <laughs> and just like, right. and they came back. They're just like, well, why are you? It's like, Mister Wayne, we love you to death, but it looks, it seems like you are just uh, a, a fish out of water. You're like, yeah, you're doing well, but you need to. It's like it looks like there's a lot of people to miss you, and she, and one girl especially, she's just, she was, she was I, I'll miss you, but you need to go back. You need to do Aww. this, and uh, That's awesome. and then. Uh, and then it all kind of just like a killer's confession happened. And well, I, I walked out before we, and I left. I, okay, go ahead. Keep, yeah, keep finishing up your, your uh, thoughts. And I'll start. Wow. And we wrote the album. Uh, the entire album was written in 30 days. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's do this because I want to talk a little bit about the forming of Killer's Confession. And let's check out uh, – let's take a little break and let's check out Rebirth. Why don't you talk a little bit about that track you know, why, why you chose that as your first single to release off the album. The album's phenomenal. I, have my, I love that song. I also have a couple of other personal favorites. But um, tell us a little bit about Rebirth, and then we'll uh, check it out. Rebirth, um, the reason it got chose was because, you know, it, I, right when I heard it, I knew it was a single. I knew it was. Mm-hmm. I knew it was a, uh, I knew it was a, uh, a special. It just, like, it had that sound. It sounded like something I would hear. And then right. I, I, when it came to lyrics, uh, you know, it's like I, I went back to like, like my old mother and that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I was sitting there, you know what we asked when you told me that? We were upstairs and we out to dinner. We were on our way to, we were, which, which zoo was it? Is it Cleveland Zoo? We were on our way to Cleveland Zoo. And I looked at my wife and I'm like, baby, I said, I'm missing my hook line. 
and she looked at me, and she and she listened to it for a couple minutes, and she was hating me fucking you. Yep, I remember reading that about that, yep. And uh, it's like I got the two most influential women in my life in that song speaking to me. They're speaking through me, so why not? Happy okay. life, happy life. There you go. All right, Waylon, let's do this. I'll put you on hold. We're going to check out the single, and then we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about the formation of a killer confession, what you guys are up to. And uh, I won't keep you on all night, but you're doing great. And thank you so much again for sharing all that you've been uh, sharing with the audience. All right? Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. All right, everyone. Again, Waylon Revis from A Killer's Confession. We're going to check out their hit single, Rebirth, right now. It is played on many, many, many rock stations and hard rock stations. So be sure to pick up a copy of their album. It is titled Unbroken, and it is out right now. So here we go, Rebirth, and we'll be back.
All right, everyone, welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show again, Rebirth by A Killer Confession, and it is off of their debut album that is titled Unbroken, so be sure to pick up a copy of it now and also uh, check them out on social media so you can check them out on their upcoming tour. I think they're touring with Nonpoint and uh, some other bands, so we're going to get to that later in the show. All right, let's bring Waylon back on. All right. Kind of All right, awesome, awesome. Like it's weird. I'm sure Alyssa, like, it's weird listening to yourself. <laughs> I've always been the one that's like, you, like, I remember the first time, the first time I heard myself on the radio, uh, it was just like, wow. I really, you know, it, it's weird. It's just kind of like, it's like, I'm really not used to it. Like, uh, I'm not one to sit there and look it up and, you know, it's like they just hear it randomly. Like, you'll hear it just play, and it's like, that's me. <laughs> it's like awesome. Funny. It's and, funny, uh, but it must be so rewarding and just surreal too, on some level. It is because, like, I try to keep myself grounded. Um, I got a lot of, I, like I said, I have friends from back home, and they'll all tell you I'm still the same Waylon I was when I was a kid. Um, I still mm-hmm. have my temper. <laughs> still, I, I still me. I'll, you know, I'll give you the shirt off my back. Or if you make me mad, I'll be chasing you down the street, <laughs> one or two. Right. You know? But uh, um, I'm still the same, you know, I'm still the same guy, and uh, I've never let this get to me. And I'm glad, you know, it's like this needs to have some success happening for it, and I'm kind of glad it's happening to me now because I think I'm at that age where I can handle it. I can handle it better than if I was when I was, right. when I was younger. You know, that was the right. – I, I, I was not ready. For, I would not have been ready for it 10 years ago. At all, it would uh, it uh, went to my head, and you know, it, it, like I said, I lived it to the extreme. It'd been even worse if it had been a really, 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 really took off for me, and it, I, the Lord knows what happened. <laughs> right, right. Well, again, I think, like you said, I think it's a humbling experience in many ways. With both whatever was negative in your past, I think, like you said, you've learned so much, and it's brought you to a different place now. And like you said, you're ready for it, you're prepared for it. And I think that's a great thing when people can get to that point and have that insight in their lives. You know, it leads to all good things, man. Well, yeah, um, you know, it's like that is what life is, and, and that's what I've really learned. You know, I've, I've lost so much through the years. You know, family members, and, you know, bands, and you know, friends, and you know, relationships. I have lost so much, but I finally realized it. But the life is if that is that's part of it. You know, people are going to come and people are going to go. But every day you're here, you're waking up with one person. You're waking up with yourself. Right. And you want to do people around you right, but at the same time, you got, you got to make sure that you're being done right. You know, make sure that you you are being done right. Because, I mean, like you could put yourself in situations to where, you know, you're appeasing people and making yourself miserable, like I was with Muslim. Right. I was appeasing other people. Right. So I was doing it for them, not for myself. And uh, right. now we don't we don't live like that anymore. I'm, I'm like, okay, if it if so this let's, is um, start to, yeah. So as you're as you're talking about you know changes and stuff, start to tie in because I don't want to keep you on forever unless you want to stay on forever. I have no problem doing that. But let's um <laughs> yeah start no seriously no you're a great interview you make my job easy. But why don't you, as you're talking about that, start to tie in how you got this itch back. And, you know, you're kind of doing some guest vocals. You're, you know, you're jamming with different people. But in the, but on the flip side, you're also kind of searching from what I read. So, you I'm know, counting. talk about That's how that. That's a thing. Go ahead. I, I, put a, I put a post that, hey, if you want me on your, um, on your, want me to 
guest on your album, hit me up here. And nobody realized it's like, okay, you either paid me to, to just to do a track on your album, or, or you found me. I found you, and I found what I was looking mm-hmm. for. And I and went tell us to about how that happened. Many bands, and I finally got an email from Darklit Sky, which is mm-hmm. Matthew Trumpy, and his, and he sent me a killer's confession. And I ended up sending that song to Brian uh, from Cornhead. And mm-hmm. uh, by the way, today is Brian's birthday. Happy birthday, Brian, if you're listening. If you oh, happy Brian, birthday. By, today's his birthday, so I had to, had to say that. Um, and uh, he, uh, I sent it to him, and uh, I said, what do you think? And he said, that's good. So you produce it? And he's like, no, I can't produce, but I'll play on it. And I'm like, it better, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and this is like that was like the cement right there. When Brian said he would play on it, I knew it. I knew that this was the one. I knew that this was the band. And uh, awesome. pulled, I, I, I talked Trumpy into being in a band with me because he was done. He, he really he, he had a wife, and you know he got married. And he really didn't want to be in a, he'd been in bands before. He never signed or toured or anything, but like he just. I finally talked him into doing it. Really quick, what was was this just something they were doing on the side, just a project that started? Yeah, they were just stuff stuff for themselves. It was just stuff for themselves. Like Trumpy had opened up for me uh, with Mushroomhead, and I watched his band, uh, Body Bag Built for a King, watched them. And I sit there and said, man, he goes, you were tired as hell. And we kind of talked to you. And actually, you watched the show, and you, I kept my word to him. I sit there. I mean, I, I was like, I just woke up, but sure. And I sit there and watched his entire show. And before we went on, and uh, he goes, man, and he, we talked about this. He goes, man, what would you have thought if I brought you this album? And be like, man, this now, this is us. You know, he's like, what would you have thought about I thought, I thought I put this album. Go, that shit's badass. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, but like Trumpy is, I have the biggest soft spot for that guy. I do. Um, I love him. I love that guy to death. Uh, he is, uh, he he is such an important person to me, and. Uh, well, all the band is, J.P., uh, John. Yeah, pulling all the other, all how did all the other members, I know you brought probably J.P. in, but how did all the other guys JP come together be. to form JP the band? Was, J.P. was, a, uh, J.P. was a definite, you know, that was finally, you know, that was like full circle right there. It's like he started with mm-hmm. me. He started, he was in the first band with me. It was, it was a destiny for him to be in this band. It really was. I uh, didn't That's really cool. explain it that way, but it was just like that was full circle. But John and Paul came along with Trumpy. Trumpy brought them. And uh, okay. John uh, John Dale is just an amazing drummer, and so is Paul's an amazing guitarist. And Paul, they, they both bring elements that just like that make a killer's confession. It really does. Because we, uh, we kind of got this attitude. We do what we want to do. And this one kid was talking on the internet, you know, and I actually had a reply to him. He goes, I can't see you twice. He goes, but he goes, but it seemed like it was, he goes, you're doing a great show, but it seemed like comedy hour. And I said, that depends on what day you catch us. I said, if you catch us right. in a good mood, yeah, I'm going to be cracking jokes. If you catch me in a bad mood, I'm going to rip the throat out. It's, it's right. not, it really <laughs> depends on my mood on what show you're right. Because, like, we have a rule that I've established that we change the set every night. Like, this last tour, which we did with Nonpoint, every night we played different sets. Now, granted, we don't have the most songs in the world. You know, we just got one album, right. and I'm not doing covers, but I'm going to flip it up. I'm not going to play the exact the exact same timing. You know, I'm going to play, okay, we're coming out to a station, and we'll do Rebirth, and this now. Every night it was a flip of coin. Well, let's come out to this, and then do this and this, and we'll end with this. We did that nice. instead. And the, the rule was, like, no two nights will be the same. No two nights. 
One night, I come out there, and Trumpy says he loves it when I have the night when I've got the killer's look. He goes, he goes, man, I just love it. And he goes, you're all happy. And he goes, you turn around, and you put your outfit on. He goes, turn around, and he goes, he goes, dude, you could cut. Uh, he goes, you could just stare through somebody's soul and just eat them. He goes, I love it when right. he shows up. And he talked to me. He, he talked to my alternate personality. He goes, dude, he goes, you're scary as shit when you're like that. And then I got my nights where I'm out there, and I'm cracking, and I'm cracking jokes. I'm out there having right. fun, laughing, but that's the thing. Yeah, I let my emotion take the show. I mean, I could be a showman no matter what, but I let it. I let how truly am feeling ride beside what I'm doing. Okay, you right. want, I'm feeling aggressive. I got to get this out. We're gonna have an old school metal night. We, I want to. I want to ask hell out of each other. We're gonna have a mean pit. We're gonna do this, and then I'll have my night where I'm just I'm I'm happy go lucky and just just feel good. And let's do that, you know, and, and, I, and, I, nice. and I'll definitely let people, you know, get them laughing. You know, don't be so serious. It just depends. And then I got my eyes where I'm indifferent. And we're like, let's play the songs. What you looking at? You having a good time? Why don't you remind your face? You know, I'll have those nights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it just right. depends. So right. I'm, just, I'm, I'm not going to be held to, like, I'm going to be this certain thing. I'm going to be whatever I want to be. And nobody's going to sound me different. I don't care what you think. Like I told you, I don't do this for you. I do it for me. Right. Right. And that's, uh, and that's you great. Know, and and I find, you've got to be happy with yourself. You're right. You definitely do. Because if you're not, then, like you said, you're just going to go to that dark place. And we don't want that to happen to you again. So as you're no, talking I don't about want to be in that dark coming place together again. with a killer's <laughs> confession, within, what, within like a week or so, you guys are now talking about signing with uh, the EMP group, and how did that all come about? Um, uh, I had written the song, I Would Define, that's actually on the Unbroken album with Dead by Wednesday. I don't put me in, in touch with Tom Hazard. I sent Tom a killer confession, told him what I'd done, what Brian was going to do, and he knew who I was, and he's like, fine, boom, here's the contract. We got you. Oh, my gosh. That was it. Like one wow. song, one. It didn't have vocals on it. Didn't have vocals. Didn't have Brian. Oh my didn't have vocals. You're just a song. Got a deal, and the rest is history. We're we're here. EMP's happy. We're happy. We're thankful for what they've done for us. Um, you know they they. That's great. EMP is it was a stepping stone. EMP was there to help me get this establish this back, and it it, it, it blossomed beautifully. Um, they really helped. Uh, they helped us in a, in a time of need, and we'll always be thankful for that. Always. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it seems like everything t- came together. I mean, along with you doing some of the production on the album and the producing, and then you worked with Richard uh, Easterling um, from uh, yeah, Third Richard Sky Studio. I love Richard. Yeah, you guys did you know, a phenomenal job with that. And how was it working with him? What was that experience like? Richard, me and Richard had some fun. Well, we, there was a third guy that was always there. Uh, Tom Levitz, he was always there with me. And it was me, Tom, and, and – uh, and, um, and I was hanging hey, up with Tom Whiskey and Richard. And Tom was okay. my buddy. But Tom also, he's not a musician. He's not. But he is a, he is a listener. So I would okay. do my thing and be like, Tom, would you listen to that? You know what I mean? I wouldn't ask him what was wrong with it. I'd ask him, are you listening? Like, is this appealing to you? And so Tom was kind of like my, my, uh, my third ear. And, and then, ear, then Richard right. just was like, and Richard would just, like, open up, and he would listen. And, I, and like, I just started doing things. And then he would tell me, he would tell me a tweak or something, and then, won't you try this? And really, but, like, really let me be me. It's like, and then I started doing, like, 
voices I've never done. Like Rebirth, nobody's ever heard me sing like that, ever. It's not on any mushroom. Right. Like I've never done vocals like that with the harmonies and stuff. And it just flowed. I, I, I can say this right now. I probably spent a day on each song tracking vocals. And uh, okay. that was it. And wow. uh, that's how fast we were able to go through it. That's great. And so, like you said, everything just clicked. Everything fell into place, both musically, musician-wise, you know, finding the right bandmates, finding the right label, finding the right, you know, people to work with, producing it. I mean, that's great. It's great. Um, it, 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 so, it's like, I don't think I'll ever have a album this easy to do again. This album, that, it would just fail out of me. I'm like, well, there it is. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, it's not bad. It's like, it just fell out. And uh, I don't know the way great. to put it. And I'm I mean, not saying I'm um, Illuminati or possessed or anything like that. I'm just saying it was just, they were, right. they, they were, the lyrics were in my subconscious. Whether I was thinking That's on cool. them or they were very deep, they just, they were dying to get out of me. That's great. And those are the best ones, you know, the ones that you just, that the songs do fall out of you, literally. I mean, those are, as they say, always the best songs, the ones that you write quickly. Um, just much. to let you know, a couple of my personal favorites. I mean, Sympathy's great with uh, Kimberly Freeman from One Eyed Doll. I mean, that's a really cool track. And one she's of my other, one of my personal, yeah, yeah, you guys sounded great. I mean, really did well, both of you complimenting each other on that track. And then I also, I was listening to it when I was working out before, when I got home before the show, and I really like Final Breath. I mean, Final Breath is oh. one of my personal favorites. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, really I could see that being single. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's the thing. I, I'm like, I, it could be. I'd like, um, Final Breath could, yeah, I could definitely hear that. But, uh, it's yeah, just like, there's it, something, it has, there's the hook and stuff. It's heavy, but there's well, this hook and the chorus. And, yeah, yeah, I just, there was something about that one that really stood out to me. And I was just like, yeah, I can hear that on the radio. I mean, not that I can't well, hear thank the other. you. I, I totally that appreciate one. that. I really do. Uh, because, like, I'm not getting that back from people. Like, you know, I have these analysts and people that say they know what the thing's going on, and they're telling me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, that really, you know, thank you. Good Lord, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, because, you know, uh, Final Breath, Final Breath, definitely I can see that. You know, like, I, I see Final Breath, Sympathy, and 1080p being the ones that could actually do stuff yes. on the radio. Well, that was my other one that I love was the 1080p. Absolutely. <laughs> Because they have those commercial choruses. They got yes, those big choruses that you end up singing by the end of the song. And I've always Definitely. loved doing that. And uh, I love writing stuff to where I can get to a point and where everybody gets comfortable enough. I want to stop, and you're going to sing. And they're already getting there. But the personal fan favorite, like I can actually say this right now, is LOL. <laughs> I was going to say that. I like LOL. that one, too. <laughs> I like that one, too. <laughs> the, Everybody seems to love LOL Trumpy. Like, she's like, dude, I love that song. And it's like, and I'm like, I hate it. <laughs> this is my worst. It's like, dude, I did not think about breathing when I wrote that song. And Trumpy's just like, I love watching you sing it because you've just got this vein. Because I got this big bald head. And I got this vein that just runs up the side of my head when I really start, like, pushing. And I turn, like, right. a shade of purple. And this vein is oh. just pulsating at the side of my head. And Trumpy's like, I just watch you do that thinking you're going to pass out, but you don't. The vein just gets bigger. <laughs> and, he <was> like, <laughs> and he just, I said, that was me not thinking that I needed to breathe at any point in this song. It's just so. And, uh, but the, the kids seem to really love that chorus, who's wrong, who's right, it doesn't matter when everything's lost. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm yeah, noticing that. 
And uh, I know I love it. You know, it's like, because I want to get back to the point where but I, it's like, I just want to get these kids when they know this material enough to where I'm like, all right, I'm going to play it. I'm going to take a break here. You're going to sing. That's what I'm saying. Nice. Are you guys on, really quick, are you guys on any of the stations on um, XM, Series XM? Um, well, I, I think we're getting ready to be on uh, uh, Liquid. I think I think Achilles Oh, nice. Yeah, pop up on liquid. Um, yeah. Yes, and uh, we're writing something for Octane as we speak right now. Writing. Awesome. That's one of my we're favorite writing, stations. Writing. We're, getting, we're writing something for Octane. Um, cool. Uh, we actually just started, so we are writing new material. Like I said, we got we got like seven songs today, but I have an actual another single that I'm writing right now that's not going to be on Unbroken, and it's not on any other album. It's not going to be on the next album. It's just going straight to Octane. Cool. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. That sounds great. So um, in terms of what else, and then we'll talk about any upcoming shows, what do you guys like to do in your free time? I know you're writing all play the time games. and music is your life. <laughs> video games? You guys play which video ones? games. What, which uh, ones right do you guys now, like? I have, okay, well, we all have our PlayStation 4s and Xbox Ones. I'm a huge Nintendo Switch fan. I love Nintendo. I've always had love Nintendo. I'm a huge Zelda fan. But right now, oh, wow. uh, we spent the we just spent the last tour where we were playing Injustice Two on Xbox One. We have a we have a van and we have TV and Xbox One built in and stuff. And, and we spent the whole tour playing that. I have my Switch and Switch can play on the TV or you pick it up and take it with you. And I like to play Zelda. I love my Legend of Zelda. I can play that game. I can play any Zelda game for. The rest of my life, like I should probably be buried with the shield and sword. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a cool game. I remember that. I do remember that game um, from the real old Nintendo. But oh, um, cool. Still, you... I, I still I still remember everything about it. My brother like uh, calls me and he knows I know. He's like, you remember how you get to the Lost Woods? You just keep going up. Just <laughs> like I get. He sit there. We'll go through that. He's how do you remember this stuff? I'm like Willie. I used to pretend I was sick. So, so I could lay out and play Nintendo, <laughs> you know, because like oh. right there, I'd be, I don't feel good. I'm sorry. So they'd leave me home alone because they thought I was sick. I'd play in that cartridge and play Zelda all day. Or Mike Tyson's Punch Out. It was one of the two. Nice. I learned how to beat Mike nice. Tyson's too, so I can still do it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And you guys into movies or anything? Any specific genres? Anything oh. you guys like to also watch? Oh, we love movies. We oh, we love movies. Uh, this uh, we were we were, I'm really a big fan right now, and I'm being inspired by Split. Uh, in that Shyamalan. Oh, don't Split. tell me about it yet. I want to see that. You saw it. You need to watch that movie. It has inspired oh, me so gosh, much. Yeah, I'm thinking about maybe maybe work, the, that some of the next album might be inspired by it. Cool. Oh, yes. you'll, you'll, right. you'll love it. You'll love it. Was it was good. Wow. Okay. Oh, honey, it's so good. Cool. All right. I'm excited. It's like I, you got to give me something a little deeper, and boy, that one goes deep. I love it. Uh, it nice. it spoke to me. That's how much it, how much I like it. Spoke to me. Cool. Like, it, like, I was like, it spoke to me enough to where I want to write about it in my music. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Are you guys I'm a fan of any of the older? Understand why? It's like, go yeah. watch it. Go watch it, and you'll understand. I will. I will definitely. It's one of my homework assignments. I'm going to plan on doing it in the next couple weeks. <laughs> What's that? You can watch that and be like, that makes perfect sense while I said that. <laughs> okay. I will I will definitely pay attention and definitely hone in on that. Um, cool. Cool. Any other types of things you guys like to do? Um, no. Any? No? Okay. Well, let's <laughs> no, do this. I'm a I'll, dad. I'll, 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 I'll I like, I like I watching. I know. How many kids do you have? Out. 
I have three children. I have Waylon Jr. I have three. I have three children. Okay. Uh, we have my niece who's moved in with us, and then she has a baby. So I'm a grandfather, Aww. I guess, in a way. Nice. Congrats. Very cool. <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be a grandpa. No. <laughs> Not at all. Oh, so where are you guys at? What's coming up with shows and stuff? I know you said you're – are you done with the Nonpoint tour? We're, Nonpoint, we're done with Nonpoint. We're, we were only home for like two weeks, and then now next weekend we take off to Texas to get be with Union Underground. And, uh, guys, I okay. think we got a few shows going down and coming back up. And um, that's it. Uh, that's all we got. And then we come back, and from what I understand, I'm going to be out with Flaw um, for most of uh, most of July. And then I'm going to cool. be hopping on with. Uh, I think I, I do believe I'm going to be hopping on with Texas Hippie Hippie Coalition for a little bit. Oh, cool! Very cool. Okay, nice. So I'm, I'm trying to stay busy, but like I said, uh, you know. It's just, you know, i got to reestablish this band. And, and now, you know, that, that rebirth's really starting to hit. You know, it's like i got to stay on the road and just prove that the band can do it. Right. That's, Absolutely. That's the, that's the fun part. Yep, definitely. Well, just um, show us in, in terms of where people can find you, Waylon, in terms of social media sites, et cetera, and uh, promote your album, and then we'll start wrapping it up. All right. Well, you can find me. You can find us on Instagram, Killers Confession, or um, Waylon Revis Official, both on Instagram. Um, I'm on. I, like we can find us on on Facebook, Killers Confession, Twitter. It's all just Killers Confession, or you can go straight up to KillersConfession.com and they'll take you to all of it. You can find all of our social media outlets, which you can find some funny stuff on there. We do funny stuff. We do normal posts, and and then sometimes I might even get on go live every once in a while. And make fun of myself, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Very cool. Yeah, and again, everyone check out their album, which is titled Unbroken right now. It is phenomenal. Pick up a copy of it. Download it. It's it's really great stuff. Yeah, you can pick it up. You go to Spotify, Google Plus. Uh, if you have any description of Apple Music, go listen there. Um, we'll give us some feedback. That's mainly what we want. We want, hear, we want to hear from the kids. We want to hear from y'all. Uh, what do y'all think? Where do you want us to go? Because, like, we're not about just doing the same thing over and over and repeating ourselves. We want to hear from you. Let us know what you think. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Waylon. You are always welcome back on the show, especially when you have some new material coming out in the future. Please don't be a stranger, and we'd love to have you back on. Oh, anytime you, you, you've got my number. All you got to do is hit me <laughs> up and be like, hey, wait, you want to do it? You want to be on the show? But, okay. Okay. <laughs> cool. That's all you well, have to guys, do. Thank you uh, so. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's been a great interview. Great interview. Thank, thank you, thank you. You too. Really, really a pleasure connecting with you. And I hope we can continue to connect outside the show too. I think it's. Uh, I think you got some amazing stuff going on, and you sound like an amazing person. So. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, and uh, and uh, thank you for believing it, and, and thank you for doing your homework. There you go. Thank you for like saying that. <laughs> people I know. Never do anything homework like that before an interview. I, I get some of well, please, please promote that on your on your Facebook page and your show. Say, you know, you need to follow this girl's uh, model here. Because, again, just like you when you started out, you know, I'm, I'm doing this from scratch on my own. I'm promoting myself. This is all done by myself. So hopefully one day maybe I will be on another level with this show. Again, I do this on the side. You love know, it. this isn't my livelihood. Love but it. I love doing it. I love it. 
But that's the thing. You've got to love what you do. That, that's a start. Uh, yeah, if you don't yep. love what you do, then you're fucked up already. Um, like, I don't do this <laughs> to get rich. It ain't. It, right. I do this because exactly. there's, a, there's, a, there's a part of me that will die. Like, will start to shrivel up and die if it's not fed. It will. Right. And I don't want to lose that part of me. I don't. And, and, and as a true artist, you understand that. And you understand it's like you've got to feed this like on one way or another because it is that much a part of you. It is just as much a part of you as, as your physical being, as being here. And if that part goes away, your business will start going away. And right. you, like a lot of people want to say lose their love of their life and, and, or, the, or the passion life, they don't really last much longer. And I don't want to really be that. <laughs> right. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. It was absolutely a pleasure, and I wish you guys nothing but uh, success with everything to come. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Have a great night, Waylon. All right. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Again, Waylon Revis, an excellent, excellent interview. If for some reason you didn't tune in right away, a podcast will be available after I uh, close the show. So thank you so much for listening to him. Amazing story. has unbelievable music. And again, check out their album, Unbroken. It is out now digitally, and you can download it. Their single, Rebirth, as he mentioned, is hitting radio stations everywhere, and they're going to be writing some other stuff for um, some other exclusive stations. So check them out on tour. They're going to be going out with uh, Texas Hippie Coalition. Wanted to get that right. They're going to be doing some shows with Flaw and uh, visit them on all their social media. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to uh, follow me on Facebook, I have The Carrie Edelman Show. You can uh, follow the show and see when I have upcoming interviews. Also, my Blog Talk Radio account, have over 225 interviews. Check it out. There's comedians, primarily musicians, um, some entrepreneurs, some filmmakers, and uh, each interview is going to be unique and different. I really, as Waylon uh, commented, and I appreciate do my homework, and take you on an interesting journey with each of my guests. And if you want to befriend me on Facebook, uh, send me your friend request, Carrie Edelman. Follow me at Twitter, at Carrie Edelman. Thank you so much, and have a great night.